0: Hey everyone, welcome to church this morning. Let's stand together and worship Jesus.
1: are prepared, you're ready to engage, not just watch what we do, but to actually enter into worship, right? All right, so we're going to sing about his amazing grace. Here we go.
0: we celebrate that here this morning we rejoice in that truth god your grace your grace is so sufficient for us father it's not something we earn it's something that you freely give to us god we just have to receive it lord and so god i just pray that our hearts would be open to you here this morning god god as we celebrate you as we celebrate all that you're doing in and through this church and father god i just pray lord that if there is something that you want to speak to us god if there's something you want to reveal to us, Lord, that we would just be open to your word, Father, and to your voice. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, give the person next to you a high five and sit down and
2: watch this. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from its slab began to rise, and suddenly. To my surprise He did the mash. He did the monster match The monster match. It was a graveyard smash He did the mash. It got on in a flash He did the match. He did the monster match wow. From my laboratory in the castle east To the master bedroom where the vampire's piece wow. The all came from their humble abode To get a jolt from my electrode did the match the Monster Man, the monster man. It was a graveyard span. the match. It got on and off. They did the match. They the monster man. Oh. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. In the guest included.
0: And Trunk and Treat. And Trunk and Treat was a huge success. And we also really just want to thank. You volunteers also for really help making it a success so if you volunteered uh at trunk or treat in any capacity will you stand up so that we can celebrate you and also if you brought candy because that was huge thank you guys so so very much uh it was a great time and i know that uh, a lot of people had a blast and so thank you guys so much for your support in making that happen uh, just a couple of quick announcements uh, we just worship through music and we're gonna be worshiping through our tithes and offerings during this next song uh, so there are many ways that you can give here at Salem Fields Community Church uh, you can do cash or check as the buckets come by you can go out to one of the giving kiosks and do debit or credit out there and if you don't know how to do that there will be somebody out there to show you how uh, you can click that little green button in the top right hand corner if you're joining us online uh, or as always, the quickest and easiest way is through the Sandfields Fields Community Church app. It's pretty much just pressing two buttons and uh, you're good to go. But however you give, just give with a cheerful heart and do it with thanksgiving and praise of God. Uh, just another couple other quick announcements. Uh, next weekend is our Military Appreciation Weekend. Uh, this is something that we do in accordance with Veterans Day. Uh, and so it's just going to be a great time. So if you know someone that is active duty or a veteran... Uh, take a card to them, invite them, say, please join me at this service. We just want to honor you and celebrate you. Uh, And so there are plenty of cards uh, out in the lobby, so make sure you grab one of those. Uh, Also coming up next Sunday after the 11 a.m. service is our membership class. It's from 1 to 3, lunch and childcare will be provided. Uh, This is literally a class where if you ever wanted to know every single minute detail about Salem Fields Community Church, Every single question will be answered in that class. And if you haven't been able to become a member of this body, I just want to encourage you, come check that out. Uh, You're not going to be forced into anything, uh, but I would love to just be able to teach you and just be able to show you the ins and outs of Salem Fields Community Church and what makes it awesome. And then lastly, Propel will be happening Friday, November 17th. Uh, it is for, at 6.30 p.m., child care will be provided. This is really just a great way for all the women in our church to come together. Uh, and it's, we, they launched this last year, and it truly is just a really impactful uh, time together. So if you want more information about that, just email women at SalemFields.com.
3: Amen. Hey, and all, back to the military appreciation weekend. We have a great dynamic speaker. Going to be here, retired Rear Admiral uh, Dean, Dean. Dean, 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 Dean. Lee, there we go. Uh, <laughs> we'll be here yeah oh, yeah we met him last year, and he is uh we're excited about him being here he'll be here all three services, but the military honoring and all that uh, are the uh, the main part will be at eleven o'clock okay
1: yeah if you want to go to YouTube and he made an incredible impression at a prayer breakfast uh, at, when he was uh, the rear ad- admiral, so you can youtube him and it's going to really be exciting i we met him at a wedding in North Carolina and uh Ask him if he would come. It's going to be awesome. So uh, make sure you invite people that are active or uh, uh, mil- in, in the military or veterans.
3: Okay. You're going to do that? All right. Woo-hoo. Two of you. Thank you. So they will. They will. They'll do <laughs> it. Just uh, a message. Mark Miles. Mark Miles,
1: we would like you to come on up. And, buddy, why don't you tell them Mark what uh
3: is Mark is uh, now on our staff here at Salem Fields. Uh, he works with our ushers and greeters, and in our uh, with our learning center and other areas. Uh, he's part time, uh, but he is uh, the board. Any board members here today? Yeah, Amy's here. come right on up here with come us. On up. Uh, we, uh, uh, yeah, yes. Mark is now on staff, and he is a local pastor in the Church of the Nazarene. What does that mean? That means that he has been uh, recognized by our board. As a uh, as, with the fruits and spirit of uh, gifts of the uh, of those for ministry, and uh, so it's our privilege today to present Mark uh, with his local pastor's license. Mark's been in the church for a long time, uh, the church uh, around the church for a long time. He's ordained in another uh, uh, denomination, but he's now uh, going to seek his not uh, his man. I am really struggling this morning. <laughs> Anyway, Mark, we're proud of you, buddy. Here's <laughs> <laughs> your local pastor's And the board, if you'll... <laughs> Well, every year at this time of year in the fall, we take our annual Thanksgiving offering. Our Thanksgiving offering is a time where we take an offering that's uh, above our tithes and offerings. And it's a time that we give away all that comes in in that offering to support missions here in our local community and uh, around the world. Here in the state of Virginia and the U.S. and around the world. And so our goal this year is $55,000. And we're just believing and trusting God that uh, we're such thankful people and that we're so uh, uh, interested in reaching people around the world that we're going to uh, receive that offering and meet our goal, maybe even uh, exceed it. So I'm asking you today if you will just pray and say, God, how do you want my family and I to participate in this offering? And if we all come together and give what God has laid on our heart to give, we will easily make that goal. And so uh, we'll be taking that on the third weekend of November, so you got time to pray about that and ask God how he would have you to respond to the needs here in our area and around the world. And watch this video.
4: Hi, my name is Jackie. I'm a volunteer at Salem Fields. I'm really involved in outreach programs, which are with the kids at the schools and also international missions, local missions. I guess it was when I joined Salem Fields, I kind of got the feeling that you know, I wanted to do something. And it just grew from there. It's not all about making me feel good. My heart breaks for the need, for the homeless, for the hurting, for the elderly. Even if it's just a touch or a smile or somebody to sit down with them for a minute to talk to them. And I think by doing that, we give them some hope that you know, there's somebody out there that cares for them. I love Livingston, working with the kids out there. It's just so rewarding to see how they grow. You know, we've been out there for, I guess, I don't know, three or four years, maybe more, for the kids to recognize you and and just to say hi and come up and start talking to you. and It's just really great to know that you're helping them in some little way, even if we're just giving them, you know, stockings for their head or gloves or something. To me, that's just so heartwarming to see that the need is being met there. We went out there once and provided hot dogs when a little boy asks his father, Do I have to share this hot dog? And his dad said, No, you can have the whole hot dog. I mean, that that can just break your heart. It breaks my heart to know that there's kids out there that, you know, don't have what they need to go to school or to do anything in life, really. For me, it's just loving on people and letting them know that that there is hope out there for them.
5: The Salem Fields
6: Thanksgiving offering, sharing real hope with anyone. Everywhere.
1: And that's our local missions. And when you give in the Thanksgiving offering, every dime of that will be going to people in our community, or if there's someone here at Salem Fields in need, uh, it'll be going to local missions as well as around the world. And so we'll be taking that offering in a couple of weeks. And Buddy and I would encourage you to begin to pray. Uh, Never give without going to the Lord and saying, God, what would you have me give? Because then when you give it, you know it's of the Lord, and you know that you will give cheerfully. And so I encourage you in in the time that we have before we take that Thanksgiving offering, just to go to the Lord and ask him. buddy and I have already done that. He's shown us what we're going to give. We're actually doubling from last year. And I'll tell you, you cannot outgive the Lord. You just try it, I dare you. You just try to outgive the Lord and the, and the blessings flow. We don't do it for that reason, but we do it because we love Him and we put Him first. And you know that giving is an act of worship, right? Just like praying, just like standing and lifting your hearts and your hands to the Lord and when you're singing a song. Uh, everything that we do when we put God first is an act of worship. Because worship really is a 24-7 lifestyle. You know, we don't come into worship here and then go out there and live life. We worship 24-7. And when you can practice being in the presence of the Lord 24-7, I can promise you there is no sweeter place to be, even when you're going through a very, very difficult time. Because he promises to comfort us. He promises to be there In our troubles. He promises to be available in those pinch points when we say, God, what do I do? That's worship. That's worship. So we're going to take our tithes and offering, just another way that we worship. And when that basket comes by, there's a variety of ways that you can give, but the baskets will come by in here. And after that basket goes by, you can give, or we just want you to give cheerfully or not at all. And uh, when that basket goes by, if you would just stand and engage and enter in to worship, you might read the words, and those are the words that you're singing to the Lord. Uh, It doesn't matter if you can sing on key or not. That's not the point. We promised that we would bring God more than a song. It's not about a song. That's just a way that we lift our hearts and our praises up to him. So let's continue to worship, and let's really sense the presence of the Lord. He is here and he's available to each one of us to engage in worship in a way like no other time because we've gathered like this. Sharing the Lord's Supper together in the next two songs. I'll give you instructions, but buddy, why don't you tell us about
3: communion and what it means? Okay, yes, we're going to be uh, there's four tables in the back of the uh, church, and those tables represent the broken body and shed blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Jesus gave us uh, uh, two things that he asked us to do to remember his death, symbols of his death and his grace. One was baptism, and one was uh, the Lord's Supper. And God talked about us remembering him, remembering Jesus said, remember him. Uh, Every time that we take communion, remember the sacrifice of his shed blood and broken body and death and resurrection on the cross. And so it's, uh, you know, uh, he never told us to celebrate his birth, uh, but we do that well. But he also, uh, he, he said, in fact, I want you to celebrate and remember my death. And so this morning... Uh, you'll have the opportunity to do that in just a moment. I just want to share with you a scripture that says this, the Lord, uh, it's on, in 1 Corinthians, the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you, eat in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup, saying, this cup, the new covenant, in my blood, drink, drink it to remember me. For whenever you eat the bread and drink the cup, you reclaim the Lord's death until he comes and so as you do that this morning as you uh, make your way back to the tables remember how much God loves us that he sent his one and only son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have eternal life and remember that and you might say well buddy I I'm not a member of the church maybe this is your first time or maybe you say I'm not worthy to take communion well I want to tell you one thing the table is the Lord's table he set it for all of us Uh, And so if you have an appreciation for the blood and sacrifice of Jesus Christ, you just make your way back there, whether you're a member or not a member. If you feel like you're not worthy, well, I'm going to let you know something. I'm not worthy either. None of us are worthy. That's why Christ died on the cross, so that we're all made worthy today. So you take, enjoy, remember, and celebrate all that God has done for you.
1: So here's how we'll do that. We're going to do two songs And at any time, you can uh, go back to the tables. There are four tables located in the back. And you can go back there with your family or by yourself. The most important thing is you become aware of God's presence completely all around us in this place. You know, there's a little song that says, I can hear the brush of angel wings. And if we can hear the brush of angel wings, that means we become very in tune to the moment. Don't let that person next to you disrupt what God wants to do in your life. Be willing to step out. And as you share the Lord's Supper, just remember what He did for you. Remember what He did for your family, for the members of your family, for those around you. I gotta tell you, it's a beautiful thing to watch up here as people go and take the Lord's Supper. So I would encourage you even to just be very aware of his presence. And we're in unity more now than ever. This is one of the safest places that we could be because the spirit of the Lord is here. And I love this song because it says, I run to the throne room. And what that means is I'm gonna be vulnerable. I'm gonna let all the barriers down between me and the Lord. And I'm gonna enter into his presence singing joyfully in my heart no matter what's going on in my life so let's enjoy these next few moments that we have together presence here. Father, thank you just for who you are. God, we lift you up. We praise you. We worship you. You are a good, good father. We thank you for the gift that you've given to us through Jesus, his shed blood, his broken body. And we celebrate that here today, God. In your pain, we were set free. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You can be seated.
3: Well, I hope that you're drinking in the presence of the Lord today and taking advantage of him being here and and that you've enjoyed time around the table today. And if you haven't already done that, we hope that you will uh, do that before you leave. You know, uh, someone said to me, I'm not worthy. Well, I'm going to let you know something a little secret here. None of us are worthy. That's why God went to the cross for us and died for us, so that we could receive forgiveness and that we could partake of that and share around that table. You know, I saw, this is the last week of our worship emphasis, and I just need to, to recognize that Gay followed the Spirit of the Lord, and he burdened her to do this uh, emphasis a long time ago, and I just admire her and thank her for following through on that. It's, it's been a rich week, it's been a ch- month, it's been a challenging month for Many, but God has come and blessed us, and we're just going to continue to worship worship Him in spirit and truth uh, today and in the days to come. But today we're here to uh, worship and to uh, celebrate the grace of God in our lives, the grace of God that He uh, loved us so much that He gave His Son for us, and uh, that we can receive that and live in freedom. We're doing that by celebrating around the Lord's table this morning, God's uh, table of grace. But also, we want to worship and celebrate this morning around uh, around the pool of baptism. You noticed that as you came in, that we're going to do baptisms today. And so we want to celebrate that today, God's grace and all that he's done for us. In the movie, O Brother, Where Art Thou? How many of you saw that movie? Yes, I thought that uh, many of you had seen it. Uh, (laughs) But there's a baptism scene, right, in the movie. And uh, it's uh, the scene of the baptism of an escaped convict. Uh, Delmer and his companions Pete and who else? Y'all didn't watch it really closely. Ulysses, <laughs> they're on the run uh, from a posse when they're out in the middle of the woods and they hear the singing. Uh, the singing in the woods, a song down to the river to pray. That is a good place to go and pray, matter of fact. And it's being sung by a white-robed group of baptismal candidates. That are headed down to the river to get baptized. And when they get to the river, there's a preacher dunking, dunking them under water. And Delmer, uh, he, joins, uh, he joins the group and he, he comes up out of the water after the pastor had dunked him. He comes up out of the water and he said, the preacher done washed away all my sins and transgressions. Now, much, uh, that was much to the amusement of Ulysses. He was kind of cynical with all that was going on. And, you know, Ulysses reminds me of many of us. We don't really understand uh, all the fuss about baptism. We don't understand uh, why there's such a big deal in the church about baptism, and there's some confusion about baptism. So I I just want to take a minute, Gay and I, to kind of clear the air about baptism. You see, following Jesus is not a one-time decision. It's not uh, coming to an altar and praying or praying a prayer and raising your hand or however you may have received Christ, and that's the, the end of it. No matter how long you've been a Christian, there is always a next step in our spiritual journey. I've been a Christian for over 30 years, and, you know, I've taken a next step uh, in my journey uh, just recently. And if you've asked Jesus into your life, if you're a born-again believer, and you've invited Jesus into your life, but you have never been baptized, your next step is baptism. It's your next step. It's like wearing a jersey to a football game. And we're not here to talk about football this week. Uh, uh, but uh, a baptism is our opportunity to kind of put on our jersey and identify with a team, to identify with a person and a team. When you're baptized, you're saying, I'm part of the family of God. I'm part of the team. I got my jersey on. You see, when we, when we take our next step in baptism, we're letting uh, the world know that we believe in Jesus and that we're on his team now there's no such thing as a private faith you might say to yourself uh, that my faith is a private faith but well, Jesus says deny me in public and I will deny you there's no such thing as a private faith Jesus died publicly for us he took the shame and the abuse and the crucifixion and he did that publicly and our and our baptism is an opportunity for you and I to go public. It's we're no longer we're sitting in the pew with all of our eyes closed, and all of our heads bowed, and now's the time to say, "I'm going public with my faith." But here's something important: baptism does not make you a believer. You see, it shows baptism shows that you already believe. Baptism does not save you. Only your faith in Jesus Christ will save you. You see baptism is like my wedding ring. This wedding ring is an outward symbol of my commitment that I've made in my heart to gay. It says to it says to everybody around me, "Hey, back off cuz that boy is married and gay is going to get you if you mess with me." <laughs> but really, <laughs> It's just saying, baptism is saying, you know what, I am a believer in Jesus Christ. It's a symbol to the world that says, I believe in Jesus. So you might ask yourself, why should I be baptized? And That's a great question. First of all, you should be baptized to follow the example of Jesus. In our scripture text today in Matthew, the Bible says that in Matthew chapter 3, then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized with John. So Jesus himself was baptized. And I always think to myself, if it was important enough and meant something to Jesus, if it was important enough for him to be baptized, then it certainly is uh, important that I be baptized and that you be baptized. The second reason to be baptized, and probably even more important, is that God commanded it. God commanded that we be baptized. And, and if you decide in your heart, well, I'm not going to get baptized, then really, you need to take that up with Jesus, because the Bible says, "Go then to all people everywhere and make them my disciples." Now listen, to this. baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So we do that. We do it, we're, the, we're baptized because God, uh, Jesus gave us an example to follow, and because He commanded it. Then the next thing we need to look at: what is the meaning of baptism? It means, first of all, it illustrates Christ's burial and resurrection. Under the water, we're buried with Christ. Out of the water, we are resurrected to new life with Jesus Christ. For the Bible says, for when you were baptized, you were buried with Christ, and in baptism you were also raised with Christ. And secondly, it illustrates my new life in Christ. The Bible says when someone becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person inside. We had a testimony last night, a, a guy shared his testimony, and he said, I, he said buddy, I'm like a, a new person. He said, I drink different things, I listen to different music, you know, I listen to different music. He said, it's like I'm a brand new person. And that's exactly what the Bible says. You see, God never asks us to take the next step that isn't good for us. And the next step is baptism, if you're a believer. He always gives us more than we deserve. God gives us always more than we deserve or can even imagine, including the joy that we receive from obeying him. There is no more joy in a believer's life than when God commands something and we struggle with that decision and we finally make that decision and the joy that comes with being obedient to him and doing what he says. You see, every baptism today is an opportunity for us to share Jesus' story. You see, Jesus died to pay for our sins and to restore our relationship with God. And then he rose from the dead and he's seated at the right hand of the Father, ever interceding on our behalf. And so he showed us his power over death. And as a believer, that same power lives in us. And I gotta say, to me, that's something to worship and celebrate—not only today, but every day of our lives—that you and I have been set free, our sins have been forgiven, washed away, cast as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered against us again. And that causes me to worship and celebrate Jesus Christ.
1: So let's get really personal for a moment, yeah. And when we clap. We're clapping for what God has done in our lives, and I hope that's why you break out into applause because of what He's done in your life, amen? Amen. All right. Well, there may be someone here today that's never been baptized, or maybe you were baptized as a child, and uh, it didn't mean as much to you as it might mean to you today. So we're going to open it up in a little bit for spontaneous baptisms as well. So if your heart begins to pound and you say, you know what, I think today is my day. We've even got clothes for you if you want to do that. Uh, But I just want to get real personal just for a moment. I want to look at another important aspect of baptism that often gets overlooked because we people rush through things so much that sometimes we can miss some very slight details that are powerful. And this is one of those details. And I just got to say, as Buddy and I collaborate to do messages like this, he shares with me and I share with him. And he shared with me something that I believe God revealed to him. And I want to, he, he's allowing me to, to uh, share with you because it's so profound in my life. And it's so profound in what I know about human behavior and people. I've been working with people for probably 35 years. And uh, I know that at the very core are issues of self-esteem and baptism addresses this it's another overlooked aspect of baptism and uh, we can find it in Matthew in the scripture let's read this together as soon as Jesus was baptized he went up out of the water At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son, whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. Now, here's what I want you to do for a moment. I want you to pretend that it's one of those old films, and we have a freeze frame right when Jesus is coming up out of the water. John the Baptist is alongside of him. What a way to start a new stage of life. Jesus had not performed one miracle. He had not called one disciple. He had not done one good service thing. And Jesus affirms him. He says, I am pleased with you. I love you. You see... God affirms him because of his love, his unconditional love for him, because of his value. And you see, so many of us get caught up in, well, I'm a good person if I do this good thing, or if I don't drink or I don't smoke or I don't do all those things, then I'm pretty good and I'm all right in the eyes of God. Well, the same goes for good things. We can do a lot of good things and think that we're okay, or we can do a lot of bad things and think that we're a bad person when in reality God says, I love you. I love you. And he affirmed Jesus just as he affirms us when we come up out of that water. God affirms Jesus' value as a person. Now, to affirm means that we value To affirm means that we assert a truth that we're in a relationship, especially in a a relationship with someone, that we value them. Now, you may have had someone that valued you because you did really well in sports or didn't value you because you didn't. Or you may have had someone that valued you because you got good grades. But if you didn't, and we begin to get a picture of ourselves based on what others people value of us have told us to be. And then we live by that the rest of their life. But there is a deep longing in every human being to be loved just like we are. Not for what we do, not for the good or bad things that judgments are made on us, but just the way we are as a person, a person of value. And what I've found is that we as people don't believe that about ourselves. But here in baptism, God is affirming Jesus as he's coming up out of that water. See, too often we want someone to say to us, good job. Or we want someone to praise us. Or when we feel that criticism, we feel bad. And we operate out of our feelings. But we have to shift to what the truth is. The truth is that God values us just because of who we are and baptism represents that because God was affirming Jesus when he was coming up out of the water he was affirming him as a valuable purpo- person with high purpose now Jesus was gonna go off this was the beginning of what his ministry would be on earth for three years and God says to him before he ever does anything he says with you I am well pleased. Have you heard those words in your life? You see, baptism represents that. This is what baptism is about. It's a reminder that God is pleased with us even when we don't deserve it. Not based on what we've done or what we haven't done, just simply on who we we are. It's a symbol of his unconditional love for us that's how he viewed Jesus that's how he views us do you realize that or are you believing a lie about your value and when Jesus came up out God was God was affirming him so if you decide today to step into that water of baptism when you come up out of that water I want you to listen closely and I want all of us to listen closely have you heard those words with you I am well pleased because when we live that we won't be searching for other people to do that for us we won't be cutting ourselves down we will understand that we have been affirmed by the king of kings and the lord of lords Maybe you've spent your whole life wanting someone like your mom or your dad or a friend or a spouse to affirm you. Well, you see, you long to be valued for who you are and not for what you've done. This is a symbol of God's unconditional love. When we come up out of that water, he affirms us. Are we living in that? as believers because when we are there is a joy that overtakes us a joy that you can't even put into words there will be a spring in your step even when things aren't going so well for you because you know that you know that you know that God has affirmed you with value and purpose simply because of who you are and we'll lay down searching for someone else to praise us and when that criticism comes it won't affect us it'll bounce off because it might sting, but it won't affect our value because we have been affirmed by God Almighty. He did it for Jesus, He does it for us. I want you to always remember the moment. Do you remember the moment when you came up out of the water? I remember. I remember when I was 18 years old and I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal savior and I had never been baptized. Uh, I was raised Mennonite and didn't want to wear one of those little coverings, so I never went forward. I didn't know what for, what going forward meant, but in one of my college chapels, I stood up. I didn't care what anybody, any, any one of my peers thought. I wanted to be washed clean, and after that, I asked the college chapel. I said, I, I want to be, they told me I, I need to be baptized, and I had a really special baptism and in the Mennonite church you could be sprinkled just as you can be in the Nazarene church if you want to be sprinkled not dunked and so I was and it was so meaningful to me because it started a new stage of my life and I entered into that relationship with Jesus Christ but when I came up when I uh, came up out of that water it was it was uh, so wonderful to know that God saw me just as I was he affirms us in his eyes and in his heart. And then a couple of years ago, I was privileged to be able to go to Israel. And I said, why not be dunked right where Jesus was dunked? And so I was, I was dunked and, and it was another wonderful experience. So let me just say to you today, if you're not living by those words of affirmation, maybe today is your day to come up out of that water. And I want you to listen really closely because the words are gonna be from God your father, just the way he did with Jesus. With you, I am well pleased. So uh, are there some baptisms that we're gonna have after this service? Well, let me, let me ask. You're going to be, yay, all right, we're going to have a good time out there. Do you want to share a testimony? All right, yeah? That's awesome. Just leave Okay. Whoops, let's wait till they get it turned on. Thank you. Try it again.
0: I am being baptized today because I know that Jesus loves me and he is the Lord and Savior. I know that God is the only God and Jesus is the only way to heaven. I devote my life to him because I know that he is right. I love Jesus and my family and I know that being baptized for him is the correct choice. being baptized today because I'm starting a new journey in my life. I'm coming out of a 25 year uh, relationship that was abusive and mentally and physically. So I'm letting Jesus take the wheel of my new life.
3: Amen. Yeah, we do. We've
1: got some more coming. And I see some Fire for Hope t-shirts. Does that mean you guys have just decided to do this? Oh, <laughs> well, they're quiet.
3: <laughs> some students.
1: Yeah, students. You guys realize how hard it is to walk up in front of a whole bunch of people and, and listen, to if do you, this? You're not doing it.
3: <laughs> if, you don't, if you want to be baptized and you're not doing it because you've got to come up here, don't yeah, come up here. You don't
1: have to, you don't have to do this. You go in there right. and
3: get those Walmart, Walmart shorts on and get in that water.
1: Because
6: we're going to go out there in a moment, so go ahead. Um, so I decided that I want to be baptized because I was baptized before, but I just thought it was kind of like the cool thing to do since all my friends were doing it. But now I feel like I'm closer to God, and I feel like I'm ready to take another step towards another a new relationship with Him.
7: Amen. All right.
1: I'm going to make my mom cry. I'm pretty
0: sure she's already crying.
1: Uh, um, So um, I was saved when I was four, and I got baptized, like, soon after. But um, back then, I just thought that it was just kind of a box to check and going to go swimming. And so, um, so, but over the years, I grew closer to God and learned that I need to have a relationship and actually follow what he says. And so um, now that I think we're closer, I want to renew the baptism. And so, yeah.
8: Amen.
2: different ideas, but baptism was very important. And uh, so when it was my turn to be baptized, uh, a preacher who supposedly knew me. do I have to turn it on? Thank you. <laughs> who supposedly knew me, baptized me as James Tony Cloyd. <laughs> my middle name is Thomas. <laughs>
1: gotta However,
2: name. I came up out of that water, and it didn't bother me a bit. And do you know why? Because he's got a name for me, yes. and he knows me. Yes.
1: We had some spontaneous baptisms this morning. Now, we've got clothes for you. If your heart's pounding and saying, you know what, I have never been baptized, or I was baptized when I was young, and I can't remember it that well, or I'd just like to be baptized again. Uh, We had some students this morning that chose to spontaneously be baptized, so we're always open to that as well. Is there anyone else that would like to share a testimony? Right over there run. Now, isn't this an angel right here? <laughs> because his mother right there told me he is. <laughs> thank
8: you, Pastor. I just want to thank everybody here for being here today. My name is Tim. There's two versions to my testimony. I'll give you the short one. Uh, I just thank Jesus uh, for saving me. 17 January 1994, Clarksville, Tennessee. I was a staff sergeant in the U.S. Army and I didn't know the Lord. I was in sin, so I just want to thank Him because uh, a lot of things happened. You know, the weather changed. Da 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 da. Uh, my, uh, I was about to go through a divorce. I didn't know that. Uh, I just want to thank. I just want to thank Jesus for sending a man of God into my life by the name of Frank, who I still keep in touch with. He lives in Nashville, Tennessee, and so God sent Frank into my life. Uh, on a stormy, uh, snowy night, and uh, I was in a place I shouldn't have been, and I needed to get a ride back to the barracks, which is about 10, 15 miles back to Fort Campbell. And he left his warm, comfortable bed at night at 10.30 at night to come across ice and snow to come pick me up uh, with a, after a distress call. They didn't have cell phones in just said, you know, knock on the door. Can I use your telephone? And uh, when I stepped into his car... That evening, I'll never forget, There's something warm in his vehicle, his little Jesus Renault, Renault car, uh, that was warm and comfortable. And the sti- tears were flowing in my, off of my face when I felt the presence of God for the first time in my life. So I just want to say that after I had confessed in the car some things that had gone on in my life to this perfect stranger in my life, I had his phone number in my back pocket for about two weeks, met him at Fort Campbell, forgot all about it, but uh, he drove me back to uh, Fort Campbell, and that was the night that I got down on my knees, and I asked Jesus Christ to come into my life and forgive me of all my sins, and I felt this huge burden lift from me, and from that moment on, I just wanted to follow Jesus and praise him and sing to him, and you know, not perfect, but forgiven.
4: I love Jesus because he has done so many things in my life, and he changed my life for good. Jesus is my one and only Savior.
5: My early years, growing up, and I realized we are given free will to make our choices, to be a believer, live with God, or to live without him. Growing up, I choose to live without him alcohol entered my life at an early, early stage. As I grew, the alcohol grew with it. And there was not very much love or forgiveness or anything in Jimmy. Fast forward to August 2013, my mother had been diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. I knew I wouldn't have much longer to be with her. So I knew the time I'd be spending with her, I'm going to go, you know, I might need something to read. Wound up in the Christian bookstore. I bought my first Bible. Spending time with mom during the day, reading my Bible, knowing I wouldn't have much time to be with her. As things, days went by, my mother had a spell where the cancer was getting worse, and there was no more mama talking. But what I re- really treasured was that the nights and I would stay there with her, just me and her, all night long. Even though she couldn't talk, those faithful green eyes were still communicating was still teaching me. There was a family pastor, Kenny Brooks, and the only time that I would ever see him was at a funeral. But every time he was given the service, Kenny was talking to me. I felt this connection. And my mother got worse, and Kenny, he's, he'd been there a couple nights, a couple days during the week he showed up where my mother had a spell. She couldn't talk. Kenny got talking to me about the Lord. He said, your mother accepted Jesus as her Lord and Savior. That was a shock. And so now everybody's gone and now at night, it's me, mom, and Jesus at the hospital. My mother's getting worse. And I'm sitting there thinking, my mother accepted Jesus. I heard a voice tell me, not only I got her, but I got you, but you just don't know it yet. My mother passed, but when she passed, it was, even though I knew I lost her, there was relief—no more pain, no more suffering. And uh, next week, Sunday, I'm getting dressed to go to work. My wife, she's getting dressed. She's coming to church that day. She came to Salem Fields and accepted Jesus as her Lord and Savior. But it tore my heart, too, because it just was what I wanted to do. I said, regardless, next week, I'm coming. I'm going to church. Came to church, and came, met, met them at the door, felt welcome, loved. Every step I took, I can just feel the weight, everything. Oh, leaving. I had a plan when I came in here. First chair I got, first row I got, that's where I was going to be. God had a different plan. Put me right over there, front row. I never worshiped before. The band. The music was beautiful, and I could just feel everything being changed. I never had nobody pray for me. I never prayed for nobody. Pray prayed for myself. After the service, Guest Central, buddy said, prayer prayer for me, and I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I've been trying to get baptized for a good while, but it's always work, sickness, family wasn't here. It's always something. But evidently the moon must be right. The stars are right. Today's my mother's birthday. I'm getting baptized. My wife's getting baptized. (laughs) I know. God is my creator, I know Jesus is my savior, and I know I'm the sinner. But I thank you, Lord, and and I openly proclaim Jesus as my Lord and Savior today. Amen.
8: We're gonna do
1: a song, and at the end of that song, the band's gonna play us out, and we're all gonna go out there and gather around that pool. And a lot of times at Celebration Service when we do baptisms, we've got music going. And this is going to be very intimate because you'll get to hear what the pastors say to the people that are being baptized in that pool. And uh, we'll just enjoy that time together. So let's stand together.
3: And you can also go in the clothes you have on if you want to be baptized. (laughs)
7: She was his wife Just trying to make the world a little better You know, shine a light The people started talking Just to hear their own voice Those people tried to accuse my father Saying he made the wrong choice Though it might be painful, you know the time will always tell. Those people are long since gone. My father never failed. See, even when the rain falls, even when the flood starts rising, even when the storm comes. I am washed by the water, even when the rain falls, even when the flood starts rising, even when the storm comes. I am washed by the water, even when the earth crumbles under my feet, even when Try to turn around and crucify me I won't ever, ever let you down I won't fall, I won't fall I won't fall as long as you're around me Even when the rain falls Even when the flood starts rising Even when the storm comes I am washed by the water Even when the rain falls Even when the flood starts rising Even when the storm comes I am washed by the water Even when the rain falls even when the flood starts rising even when the storm comes i am washed by the water